Logan. I'm old Logan. Actually, yeah, that's, that's pretty not, good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty not good. Bad. I don't know. Come on, keep it going. Get it. Pull up. Uh, a, give me a give me a quote. Yeah, I need pull an up IMDb. A snippet. Come on. All right, hang on. Let me get an IMDb quote here. Professor X. So. Um, Zach's doing Professor Logan. X, the old Professor X. Yeah, definitely Logan, yeah. Professor X. Yeah, not uh, X Men One or something. Let's see here. Where's oh. uh, quotes? There we go. You know, Logan, this is what life looks like—a home, people who love each other, safe place. That's pretty. You good. should take a moment and feel it. It's pretty good. It's it's pretty it good. It's pretty good. If you weren't, if you had like your eyes closed and maybe there was like a car driving by, and, you, and, I would definitely and, sound and exactly. like three drinks in. Yeah. I would be convinced. <laughs> three drink. I, it's a two drink. It's a two drink. All right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it is pretty good. Logan. That part is. I'm right on the nose. But you know, Logan, this was without a doubt the most perfect night i've had in a very long time wow okay and i don't deserve it do i wow out of, out of context that's a weird that is very strange it's a strange quote um uh welcome to the easy podcast uh, i'm zach and this is eric yes it is uh that was very smooth and silky are we just gonna yeah get, we want me to jump back into uh, the uh, oh, what's up filmmakers, filmmakers and movie goers this Welcome is the, to the easy, easy way. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, now that we've changed it, we need to get back into a rhythm. That's right. And it's going to be a little while. Um, if you want to see the greatest intro we've ever done, uh, <laughs> head over good. to our YouTube channel and uh, listen to our, our, uh, our From the Bin <laughs> Harmony. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, this week we're talking um, the box office bomb. Birds of Prey. Yeah, well. Or the emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Yeah. But before we get to that. Something I was much more excited about. Oh. Was, um, well, what have you been watching? What have you been doing? Wow. What a cliffhanger there. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to come back to that. Jeez. Uh, if you, by the way, if you, if you hear some construction noises or uh, a weird echo, we're in a different room than usual, and there's construction going on right, right outside the door. So uh, just... Be warned. It's mild construction. It's mild so, construction. Yeah. It shouldn't shouldn't come in too much and interfere with your easy podcast listening. Yeah. Welcome to the easy podcast listening. The easy listening podcast. The easy listening podcast? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I've had some caffeine. Feeling good. Yeah. Uh, what have I been watching? We got to get you okay. some caffeine every week. <laughs> yeah, because the From the Bin was pretty good. Um, yeah. If you fun. haven't listened or watched, please go watch uh, the Easy Podcast Show uh, on YouTube. And no, uh, no, 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 no. That's not how you say oh, that. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. The Easy Podcast Show. That's how you do that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I think we clipped. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you asked me what I've been watching and uh, or what have you been doing. Well, I guess I can start with yeah. You want to let's start with what we've been working on. First. Okay. Yeah. So. We had an event that uh, I was filming, and we rented a piece of gear for, and um, it was the Ursa Mini Pro G2 4.6K. The irony of the word mini in that yeah, is really kind of funny. St- their naming conventions are, they're a lot like Apple, and they, they don't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Like, because I didn't, I've never actually held one. And then when I got to hold it yeah. and pick it up, I'm like, this isn't really it's a, mini. It's a three-month-old baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, 
It was bulky. I wouldn't say it was yeah. super heavy. It is heavy. I mean, it's no, it's no Alexa Mini or a Red DSMC that, Two. That is correct. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was bigger and bulkier than I had expected it to yeah. be. With and you know, I didn't dive into specs when it first dropped and all that. I, it, but it's I was like, oh, we got one in the office. Let's check it out. Yeah, and it's definitely um, closer to like the. F55, the FX9, right, the bigger yeah. Sony's. Yeah. Uh, even maybe a little bit closer to like, um, you know, the, uh, what's the, the Vericam's kind of a bigger camera too. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd have to look at the weight, but yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting camera. Yeah. Uh, it, it's an interesting camera in the way that I'm kind of like, yeah, they're almost there. Yeah. Um, for the, for the cine bodies, because I, as much as I think the picture of the, uh, here we go again with crazy names, the black magic pocket cinema camera 4k or whatever that well, the 6k. Well, well, there's a 6k too. Um, as much as I think the images of the four and the 6k look great. I don't want to go back to that form factor of like a DSLR for cinema. Like I'm just, I'm tired of it. I, I, I like, my buttons and my smart buttons and my indie and right. Yeah. So they're trying to make it, I I get it. They're in this kind of weird space. The the first black black magic camera was, it had a sleek design. It looked cool. Um, But it sucked. It did suck. And it didn't really catch because of that. You know, I think they were trying to take some, um, they were trying to take some notes from Apple. Yeah. Aesthetic over function. Yeah. And, uh, and for this industry, it didn't land like they had anticipated. So it, was, right. it kind of flopped in that degree. So they kind of went back to the drawing board. And and I understand, I get it. They're trying to make it smaller, faster, better. And, yeah. And in the, in the scope of smaller, and here's that funny thing with the name again, you know, the pocket is in the name. And, yeah. and there is no, unless you're talking about my cargo or like pockets, Jinko jeans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not fitting in your pocket. No. And um, I think, you know, that's a joke that's been made to death by now, probably. It, it but. has, but I mean, and so we're sitting this, we're sitting here, you know, a couple of years removed. And now we're talking about Ursa mini and it's, yeah. it's, Okay, somebody in your marketing or naming department <laughs> needs to go home. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I love understand, but this ain't working. <laughs> you know, they had the they had the Ursa Pro that was like their first full form factor when they came out with it, with yeah. the giant monitor that popped yeah. out of the side of it, and it yeah. was just terrible. Everyone hated it. So for it to come out and be like, oh, this is the mini version of that it was a mini version of that first camera because sure. that first camera was huge yeah but um, it's still bulky but you should have just just changed the name just like, call it just ursa move ursa is yeah. fine just it doesn't have no that one's buying that name. that vhs recorder sized <laughs> camera anymore <laughs> right you know just just change the name yeah. um but you know a first first impressions were oh this is a pretty great image um you know, the raw was nice, uh, with the ability of ProRes all internal, you know, yeah. that was cool. Uh, $6,000 price tag is nice. Uh, 4.6 K at, uh, I think 120. I, I didn't shoot it at 4.6 K at 120. It definitely does at least 4 K at 120. Right. Um, but it's heavy. Um, it's, it's bulky. It's kind of the side handle. I hated, um, it came with the, the, or we rented, it came with the factory black magic side handle, um, if I were to buy one, I would definitely 
not buy that with Ditch it and get like a tilta or something yeah. or a wooden camera side handle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but boy, um, I did like the menu. Well, the, the menu. The, yeah. The, let's the, talk about the menu. So it was easy to get. I mean, it, it took a minute to get familiar sure. with where stuff was like anything when it, it's your first mm-hmm. impression. Um, but with the touchscreen on it for the minis was, was a nice touch. I thought, Badoots. um, <laughs> did you even notice that you made yeah, a pun? You know, puns mm. just coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it made it easier to get around, yeah. which was, which was cool. I thought the, um, user interface was not terrible. It was very red. It's like they took yeah. the red UI and were like, okay, how can we, kind of i don't want to say dumb it down but you make it make it even a little more prosumer friendly yeah um and they did and i think it's a pretty great menu uh, there's a couple of weird name choices that they did and i'm like why didn't you just call that high frame rate right mode yeah instead of yeah, speed that, on mode or yeah, whatever that and it's like that's too. strange um a couple things like that but for the most part yeah it was super easy when you're when you're recording like when you're viewing it um with just the normal display where it has the top and the in the lower menu um and the picture in the middle uh it was nice that you can just touch whatever you want just like the red i mean if you've used the red it's it's practically the same thing you touch the shutter you can adjust the shutter right there on the touch screen or whatever instead of having to use buttons or toggles or whatever um, but then it still has the smart toggles on, on the side of the camera too, on the yeah. smart side. But, um, so overall I thought that was really nice. Uh, the thing that I, you know, I mentioned up top is like this camera excites me for like whatever the version three, the G three right, will yeah. end up being, because I think that is going to be, that's going to be the one It's like, okay, they finally got the big body cinema, right? Yeah. Hopefully they'll slim it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Shave off a little bit of weight. Um, I did like that. There's a gold mount built into it. That was cool. Um, too, yeah. not having to deal with the whole rail system. If you didn't want to for your gold mounts or just a whole nother, like, you know, body adapter, but, um, yeah, make it just a little bit smaller, maybe a little more square, like an Alexa mini or a yeah. red, um, yeah. that just allows easier modules and easier cages and all right. that stuff. Yep. Um, you know, I think reds and minis look reds and Alexa minis look great. Like, I don't, if that's an aesthetic thing, like they're they're squares, they're well, boxes. Yeah, they and so covered the, in gear. And, and so so is the the Z cam, which right is that thing's blowing up right it now. It is blown well because of the what they're the the features that you're yeah. getting with the price point is unheard of. Yeah, and and again, it's just a box. But hey, we. We don't care what it looks like. Yeah. We're going to throw gears and arms and yeah, all, so, who cares all yeah. over it. So, But if it's small and lightweight and yeah. we can put it in places where we need to get to. And yeah, yeah I mean. I mean, we only care cool. about what the body looks like if the image sucks. Right. You know, and so if the image is great and fantastic, we'll make do. Right. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, first impressions, I thought skin tones were amazing. Um, you know, coming from shooting Sony, there's a lot of, a lot of kind of changeover that you have to do and the color grading, you know, back in to get the skin tones just right on the Sony's, uh, yeah, on the Sony's lower never, least, and I mean, I, it's just an don't, issue. Don't, don't get me wrong. I do like me a good Sony yeah. and there's a, a lot of reasons why, but color isn't one of them. Yeah, I would agree. There's a lot of things that you can be said for the Sony stuff being like features for cost, you know? Yeah, the value. The value. And 
the like the FS5 with an Atomos is an insane camera. Yeah, like it I looks mean, incredible. The, pr- the price point for what you get, there's there's no there's no combination, no. comparable value that you're gonna get. Yeah, there's no other camera that, that you can get ProRes 4K up to 60 with internal indies and you know like it's just it's an insane value and you can you can pick up a fs5 mark one for like eighteen hundred dollars what maybe two thousand i've seen them on facebook like these guys are just dumping them wow and then you can pick up an animus for like 800 bucks yeah like a shogun you know yeah. an original and you Inferno. got a really nice running gun rig that oh, you man. you can shoot with a, a side lot handle that doesn't stuff. suck yeah yeah and and for under 3k Dude, yeah, it, it. I mean, if you're if you're really considering getting into cine style videography or cinematography, like grab an FS5 Mark One or a Mark II if you can find one for the right price. Um, make sure that that Mark One has the raw license, and then grab a Shogun Inferno. You don't need the Shogun Seven; like the Shogun Inferno is fine, and just shoot to your heart's content. Yeah, because that is yep. a that's an under four thousand dollars setup that is in. Same. Yep. I uh, don't need anything else but a lens. It's like, got a lot of legs. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's got a lot of life into it. Yep. Um, even being a three-year-old camera now, four-year-old camera, the FS5 Mark I, uh, it's it's really great. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, it's it, people forget. And I've, I've been toying with the idea of coming up with, like, a budget series for my YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, just taking, like, 500 bucks or $1,000 and getting a, a whole kit that you could go shoot on, yeah, you know, and kind of document perusing through the used section on lens rentals or Adorama, Adorama or, yeah. or, or Craigslist yeah. and Facebook marketplace right. and all these different places where you can pick stuff up. And obviously there's some knowledge to testing and making sure yeah, that you you're not you're getting dumpy for. gear yeah, and right. stuff like that. But um, there's such good stuff that you can do you don't need like this crazy fifty thousand dollar rig yeah. to, to get it done which is so cool well which, i mean really if you want that anamorphic look and you have a iphone just go buy the 150 fifty dollar moment lens yeah or there's even cheaper knockoffs on amazon from china or whatever that yeah, are like the 50 quality bucks. of the moment stuff is really i, good. I would agree like it, it, you definitely get what lens. you pay for but, um, if, I mean, but if you're on like a zero budget, like I want to yeah, spend right. my lunch money, like just, sure. and that's what you have, then it's totally good enough. Absolutely. As long as the story is there, that's all yeah. that matters. So, um, so what else you been up to? Well, there was this, uh, event last Monday that I went to, um, totally unrelated to filmmaking. Um, but, uh, at least for now maybe there's a film or a short maybe, or a feature yeah. in our future that we tackle some of these ideas it's possible um but i went to an event um downtown phoenix was having this thing at the courthouse um or not sorry not the courthouse the state capitol and uh it was um you know a suicide prevention rally and uh, last year we had a family member who committed suicide and so it's been a really um important to my wife and I to kind of still stay on top of that and not yeah. just like get, you know, um, and they were voting and, on some laws or something. Right? Yeah. Or so there's some, some stuff funding. going on. Yeah. Some funding. So there's this, um, there's this, uh, I think it's called Jake's law. I might have that wrong. I'll put it in the, in the, in the uh, description though, for what it actually is. And you can look into it. Um, 
and it's going to be it's Phoenix only right now, uh, or Arizona only right now. Um, but they're hoping to use it as kind of the blueprint for other states. So basically, it's going to cover additional funding and um, school uh, curriculum about suicide prevention um, and also uh, drug overdose prevention. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah, I'm I'm all about being a part of the solution on that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, on both fronts, actually, because, you know, we don't really know what happened. But, um, yeah, I think that we need to do a better job collectively, not yeah. just the government, you know, signing bills to get better funding for better programs and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. that is a part of it. Yeah. But I think collectively doing what you do is what you did on Monday um, and staying in, in that loop and um, supporting that is, is very honorable and it's part of the solution. And, you know, and I think that's, and I'm glad that you bring that up on the podcast because it's something that we need to continue to provide a safe place to continue that conversation for sure. Um, and, and give people resources. Maybe they don't have the resources or they're afraid of, you know, judgment or, yeah. you know, there's a mental health issue that they're struggling with and they don't, they don't feel like talking about it or they've been berated or, you know, fill in the blank and, right. you know, they need more people that care and that are, that are kind that really want to help. Maybe they don't have all the answers, but they have the heart to meet the need. And, you know, that's where it starts. Yeah. I mean, my, uh, my generation and the generation below mine is in one of the worst, uh, opiate epidemics in, in yeah. the world or yeah. ever. Um, and so it's so important for us to just have conversations and yep. for us to be able to be open to talking about it. Cause you know, I think for the last 20 years, there's been a, like this hush hush and eh, you know, it's just so-and-so had a problem. It's not me or it's not my neighbor. It, no, it's literally like, I'm gonna have this number wrong, but it's like one in five people, you know, it's, it's a serious problem. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's depression, that's suicide, that's, that's uh, drug, you know, abuse, um, everything. So I, you know, I, yeah. Anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just something that we have to continue talking about. We have to continue in a way normalizing, um, because not in, not in a sense of like becoming stagnant and it's just like, it's in the background, but in the sense of not making it this four letter word. Right. Yeah. You know, um, absolutely. And, and I think, uh, things like this and, and rallies and, in bills and, you know, whether it, the bill ends up going through the exact same way that it went in or whatever changes, uh, it's important that the dialogue has started and, and that hopefully something is going to happen. So. And all the way down to the one-on-one -on -one conversations yeah. that people are having in their homes and even online, yeah. um, you know, and, and not being afraid you know, I think sometimes, you know, particularly in the area of suicide, there's a lot of people that are afraid to engage with that conversation because they don't want to walk away feeling guilty or mm -hmm. somehow responsible if it doesn't go well. Right. And, and I get it. I totally understand that. But you can't let that fear stop you from, from leaning in 
in expressing that, hey, there is another person that cares about you. Mm-hmm. There's another person that that loves you and um, is eager to understand. And I think when when people feel that, then they're less likely to go down that road. Yeah, totally agree. But yeah, I mean, that, um, that's a great segment, actually, to what I've been watching this week because... One of the things I've been watching this week is a series on Netflix called The Pharmacist. Oh. And basically, it was this guy that um, he started his family in the mid to late 70s. And, you know, he's probably 70-something years old now in uh, Louisiana and lost his son um, in a drug deal that he was apparently in some shady neighborhood trying to buy heroin or, or something and got shot. And so he obviously being a pharmacist saw from the inside, mm-hmm. all the things that were going on and started blowing the trumpet and he started raising the flags, you know, the warning flags and, and I couldn't, I could not get through. I got through like the first two episodes um, and, you know, largely it's because just the emotional connection tra- trauma yeah, sure. and, and from what he went through, you know, I'm like, I can totally identify with mm-hmm. what you're saying right yeah. now, losing your, your son. Um, though his son was like 21 or 22, um, you know, in college trying to, you know, and just kind of went through his shared his young life and yeah. his backstory and the whole, and it was good. Um, but he starts uncovering the seedy underbelly the, of the enterprise that is yeah that's, pharmaceuticals, that's pharmaceuticals, yeah. and the doctors getting kickbacks for just you know because he saw an increase over and over and over in these super high potent opiates, yeah. opioids, and and these kids coming in and getting them right right and they're getting they, i mean it's all legit they've got prescriptions from mm-hmm. the doctor's office down the street yeah. and it, you know and because they, they knocked then, their elbow with playing football or yeah, something. yeah or whatever right. it, it yeah. and 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 then he saw an equal rise in these deaths because you know he he wanted to make a difference obviously because sure. of what he went through and I do want to finish it, but you know, he, I just couldn't, I was, I was not emotionally prepared to yeah. go through yeah. that. It might take me a while to get through it, but again, that's kind of where we're at. I mean this, and he was blowing this up and this was 20 years ago. You know? Oh, that's when he started talking about it. Was Yeah. That's when he ago. started okay. noticing the problem and, yeah. you know, and I mean, imagine if they could have started preventing s- it then. Yes. Yeah. Push starting some pushback harder, right? I think it's becoming yeah. m- more noticeable for sure. You know, seeing these, um, you know, I always kind of, I don't know if this is fair, but I always compare some medical doctor, you know, to prescribing certain things to like vets who are sponsored by pedigree or something, and they always oh, have like, yeah. and that's always the food they recommend. Well, that's because pedigree is paying that vet a certain amount of money to, you know, to push that product and now i'm not saying all vets do that um some vets do and some vets will they'll actually choose you know the better food and they'll push that one um 
by the way, pedigree, uh, terrible food option for your dog. Like, just don't. Um, yeah, that's, this took a turn. But yes, I understand. But the you understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, so you, yeah. you have doctors that are maybe quote unquote sponsored by right, pharmaceutical right. companies and right. they're told to have this mini, you know, this quota. I think it's getting more and more noticeable that like certain doctors are putting out a certain amount of prescriptions for a certain drug. And it's like, if you start following that paper trail. It's about the money. Yeah. It's oh, at, for at sure. the end of the day, it's about the money. And on some levels there's, there's, there's either just this obscene amount of deception yeah, and believing that, they're really helping. Like it's, it's hard for me to get my brain around that, um, pushing these things that aren't helping the majority of people that are on them. They might help for the short term. Like when I mean short term, like a couple of days, mm. but when they're addicted and they're on and it ruins their life yeah. and it totally destroys them and they know this and, I mean, I like giving people the benefit of the doubt. I like giving people the benefit of the doubt that that you're not really that jaded. You're really not that um, hardened and calloused that you would continue to put. But uh, I mean, but all po- all signs yeah. point to that. Yeah. So there are, and I'm not saying everybody is greedy in that space, but greed is a big problem and you know you have doctors that go to school for 10 years that come out with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt yeah. to, to in there you know and they're trying to get out of that yeah um and a lot of it has to do with i'm sure a lot of them are trained that hey these aren't that bad and it's not until and sure, and things they, start coming out and it's like well yeah sure hydrocodone isn't a terrible terrible drug if you use it yeah, we're Once, not going to demonize you know, that like, that drug in and of itself if it's if it's used within the confines of a perfect a small, situation. Yeah, yes. And, but but it doesn't sto- it doesn't happen like the that. The stories yeah. of people's ruined lives are on on an exponential increase. Yeah. I'll never forget and, I was at a chiropractor and he had uh, three three billboard like three posters on his wall. And uh, one was, you know, uh, it said step one, chiropractor. Step two uh, was like surgery. Step three was pills. Like that, that was what he's, you know, his, his kind of philosophy was that should be the absolute last resort. Right. Is, you know, there, there's a bunch of other steps that you can do, but I feel like, you know, what we're getting, and here we are on a film talking <laughs> about 20 minutes for this, but, um, but I feel like, you know, a lot of people just here take, five of these yeah. every day and yeah. call me if it gets any worse, you know, and that's just kind of the easy way out instead of, and I think a lot of it has to do with our insurance systems and a bunch of other things. So, and that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to get too political here. Um, but if you want me to get political, go ahead and <laughs> I, at I, me I, on Twitter and we, uh, I we'll talk. I don't yeah. really want you to, um, I don't believe in the political system fixing any of our problems, but that's, that's probably that's, fair. That's my own. I'm not going to anyway. Uh, but there's a lot of we're you know, we are film podcast. We talk about films and this is an issue that there are many films about, you know, like mm-hmm. beautiful boy. We talked about last year, yeah. um, you know, things that we've both experienced last year personally in our personal lives. And 
you know, this show on Netflix, the the dope show and the narcos show. I mean, it's this is something that we we really need to not just in a passive way and you know make a film about, but man, we we need some active yeah something's uh, got to change yeah. and it takes us yeah. to do it yeah so, for sure um another thing uh that i watched um that's in the similar vein of just you know things kind of being uh I, you know i, I don't want to throw around the term cover up for what we were just talking about but um in the similar idea of organizations that should be there to help not necessarily helping um i watched this movie with adam driver called the report oh have you heard of this no so it came out i think it was last year it might have been 2018 um i should have looked it up but uh adam driver i can't get enough of adam driver right now especially since marriage story it's just like crushing I, it. I just i have to watch yeah. everything that he's in now um and it's about it's this like historical drama that's um the story of the guy um, who worked for the, I think it's the Department of Justice or the Senate, com- the Senate Investigation Committee during um, the 2012 era, 2009 era. I can't remember when he started, um, but he is basically he's inspecting this report uh, or he's creating this report about the um, CIA interrogation techniques post 9-11 oh wow and how it kind of um it's proving that like torture is not effective at all and they have this whole thing about it and um so it is absolutely incredible to watch like it had my engagement the whole time wow um adam driver is amazing in it of course and um so does Adam Driver go toe to toe with uh, Kiefer Sutherland? And <laughs> actually, that's really there is a twenty four reference. In I was just going to yeah. say, you know, because twenty four kind of glorified that. They really did, and um, and I think, and that's kind of a the point of the movie mm-hmm. is like that's not how it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that um, twenty four is great for an action movie, but again, it's it's fiction. a fiction. Yeah, it's yeah. Or it's action TV. show. I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's TV. Yeah, um, but I was never bored of this movie. You know, you read it and you are like a guy creating a report about things that happened you know eight years earlier or whatever that that sounds really boring right but the way that it's shot and edited and like the timelines and the characters and adam driver like storytelling super interesting um and super crazy just to think that like i mean and there's proof like this this is a real report that came out um spoilers i guess but it did come out and uh, the atrocities of, you know, what a couple of guys did. Yeah. And uh, it's always just a couple of bad apples that it's ruining it for everybody yeah. else. And yeah. it's just amazing. And you, you, you see the details. And then, you know, as every historical drama kind of has, there's, you know, some text at the end of it. And you're just like, wow. You know, it, it doesn't leave you in with a good taste in your mouth. But at the same time, it's like I feel better for knowing about it. Um, now mm. I'm sure it's a little fluffed from just, you know, being a movie and right. it is a movie. drama there. It is a movie. Um, but uh, for the most part, like it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be pretty close to accurate. I imagine because I mean, this report is again, uh, it's real. So they're not going to, I mean, art does imitate life. Does it not? Yeah. 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 Uh, in this case, the life imitated art probably. Right. But I am. So first of all, so stoked. Yes. For Parasite. Congratulations, Parasite. Um, 
And if you're listening, cast and, and crew, and I know you are because you subscribe. They are so awesome. Uh, and I watched the girls. The actress wasn't there. She was watching from home, and I saw yeah, a clip there was like of a party. Watching, yeah, and she just freaked out. Yeah, which was super cool. Yeah, they um, swept. They they did, and it was fantastic. And uh, it's a great example of the cream rises to the top. Yeah. Um, this was a hard year, though. It it was a hard year. There was a lot of there was a lot of stuff to yeah. compete against, and it was in in. <clears throat> well, actually, there's three things that really jumped out at me. One came out today that because I wasn't actually I didn't watch the show. Yeah, I never. Did. I'm not supporting the show. I'm not sitting through their ad. I'm not no. We 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 were yeah. We'll acknowledge it. Yeah, and move on. <clears throat> I do cheer on my friends that are involved in that space. And I do cheer on them to win because I know that the impact that it has on their careers. Sure. And they're able to um, exact a higher price because they're at the top of their game and and rightly so. Good on them. Yeah. And, and there are many people that are still in that space that, that I love and admire and respect. And I'm going to support them regardless of my own personal experience and feelings there with that being said awesome on parasite yep i was so stoked to hear that and i didn't i i heard it from you you posted the picture yeah. up on the instagram first foreign film to and, ever and, win best picture and yeah. that was i mean that's historical mm-hmm. i mean such an 92 amazing two years you know <laughs> yeah and the guy and i love what the guy said if i could get a texas chainsaw and chop it up into five pieces yeah. you know and um because he was against Corsese and oh um, yeah, uh, I mean, Tarantino. Tarantino yeah. I mean, it was yeah, Mendez I mean, and yeah. yeah, it was just like, dude, you're you're it's counted in that number. That's yeah. I mean, that's the creme de la creme, yeah. you know, when it comes to the film industry in that space. Um, and then he says, "I'm going to drink until tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, great. he's. He's a character, and I yeah, love it. He, yeah. He's so, like, auteur filmmaking, but yeah. with, like, a fun style. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely love it. And um, the thing that I I really liked about it was he he won uh, they won four awards yeah. total. So best 4X. foreign film, yep. a foreign international best film, director. best director, best, best original screenplay, and best picture. Yeah. Um, which, side note on that, I really think the Academy got it right for once. Oftentimes, you'll get, like, the best original screenplay or whatever best screenplay adapted screenplay um, and director aren't always the same as the best picture. Right. It's like, how do you, right. How do you award the best picture and not also give director and right. screenplay director to that? And picture that's, yeah. and, and, and like those go so hand in hand. You can't there. It's weird. Yeah. It it's is, really it's, strange. It's it, Yeah. And it's, well, and they we do it almost every year, we, but we, this year we won't get into it. No, um, this year they got it right, um, and I, I thought that was that was really great. But now, now there's just a bunch of memes of him, uh, and he's got like the two Oscars, and they're like he's like making them kiss, and it's like really <laughs> adorable. Uh, so yeah, he's okay. What was life the right second now. thing um, for you? Well, for me, Brad Pitt. Oh, so Brad Pitt finally wins an Oscar yeah, for acting, which was a surprise to me. I did not realize he hadn't won before. I hadn't either. He, he had he been in had, so much great stuff. He had won one before, but it was for um, producing, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, but he had this speech, and if you don't mind, I would like to play it real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. And the Oscar goes to Brad Pitt. <laughs> 
This is the second Oscar for Brad Pitt, his first for acting. Thank you. This is incredible. Really incredible. Thank you to the Academy for this honor of honors. They told me I only have 45 seconds up here, which is 45 seconds more than the Senate gave John Bolton this week. I'm thinking maybe Quentin does a movie about it, and in the end, the adults do the right thing. This really is about Quentin Jerome Tarantino. You are original, you are one of a kind. Uh, uh, the, the film industry would be a much drier place without you. And I, and I love the ethos you gave Cliff Booth. Look for the best in people. Expect the worst, but look for the best. Leo, I'll ride on your coattails any day, man. <laughs> the view's fantastic. And to the rest of the cast and crew, uh, Big Bad Bob Richardson, um, Robert Garcia, Richie, uh, my man, Mike Moe. Hey, you know, I also want to say, you know, while we're doing all this, I think it's time we, we give a little love to our stunt coordinators and our, our stunt crews. Listen, I'm a big gobsmacked. I'm not, I'm not one to look back, but this has made me do so, and I, I think of my folks taking me to the drive-in to see Butch and Sundance and loading up my car and moving out here and... Gina and Ridley giving me my first shot to all the wonderful people I've met along the way to stand here now. Once upon a time in Hollywood, ain't that the truth? <laughs> this is for my kids who color everything I do. I adore you. Oh, I want to see his Thank kids turn on on the Oscar statue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or with the Sharpie. <laughs> that would be really funny. Just like they draw like a little mustache on it or right, something. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, glasses, Fu Manchu. So the big thing I wanted to point out about that is um, what a great moment, yeah. I think. And to kind of use the platform to not only be positive yeah. um, for the most part, uh, but then also kind of raise awareness to this group of people that have been literally killing themselves almost, you know, sort of figuratively, not, not literally killing themselves, I guess, but some do pass away in yeah, the, the filming stunt, of this and that's the stunt coordinators yeah. and stunt, um, people. Uh, yeah, this is something that I thought it once upon a time in Hollywood glorifies stunt people. Yeah. Like it, it's, that's kind of what the movie's about is this total yeah. BA of a guy that Brad Pitt's playing mm -hmm. and he's a stunt person. And I think it's time that there was on this scale recognition for that. Yeah. And I think there's other things out there too. Um, colorists, you know, color graders. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people, you know, um, I, I read that this was um, even down in numbers of viewers from last year. Um, it has, yeah. It, it, it's just, it's we're, we live in a world where people don't want to see millionaires handing out gold trophies to each other um, as much as we used to. Um, I, I mean, yeah, and, I, and I think just in current the, climate, the, I think the, it's yeah, very the, hard the, to watch. The current climate is absolutely, you know, the culture that we live in that, that, um, 
that magic is tainted now. It feels like it. Yeah. It's I mean, like, a lot of the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Yeah. And yeah all of that. St- and it's, it's really like, changed the landscape. Like, mm, yeah. No. Yeah. You and know? I think a lot of people have just been turned, you know, turned off from it. And, right. And, you know, really. So, um, but to see that and then to see, you know, um, Walking Phoenix winning Best Actor and his speech, you know, you're getting choked up talking about his, his late brother, River Phoenix. And Oh, okay. So that, for, for me, that was number two. Yeah. The, the second, um, my w- wife played that for me today in the car. And I was like... Okay, I mean, I didn't, I didn't need the the cow references. Yeah, I didn't quite understand. But, but I, yeah, but I, but I understood where he was going, uh-huh. and so I was like, all right, I'll give you a pass on that. Um, but just the message of being mindful and kindness, and not egotistical mm. and selfish, and and the and the idea of like second chances. Yeah. Like, hey, let's work together to be better. Mm-hmm. That was the overall message, you know, with with kindness and respect. I was like, you're not wrong. Yeah. This is, this, I mean, that was a home run. It's I, a really and, interesting thing that's happening here. Like, and the lyric that he yeah. uh, quoted from his um, late brother, uh, man, I, it was just good. It was a heartfelt moment. And I thought he took the opportunity to, to challenge, I mean, you want to talk about e- egotistical uh, environment. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the biggest egos on the planet are in that room. Right. And if you're not feeling challenged by that, um, then I'm going to check your heartbeat, you know, if you're, sure. or if you're breathing, because it was, it was like, you know, and I know a bunch of them are probably in the lobby bar, you know, hitting the Patron because it's sponsored by them. And um, This podcast is not sponsored by Patron. <laughs> no, it isn't. But if Patron <laughs> wants to send us money. <laughs> Don't give me your uh, your tequila, but give me your money. I mean, unless it's, you know, like a special reserve. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, I mean, that was the thing. I think it was, which I was in, I'm encouraged that you shared this because I hadn't heard that. Um, and he took the opportunity to lift up another group of people that quite honestly don't get recognized, yeah. um, and are risking their lives, um, and, and their health and their well being um, for the sake of that film or whatever, you know, the, mm-hmm. the thing that is they're doing. And, uh, so yeah, that's what it's about, you know? Um, well, I think, you know, we, we had this great, you know, speaking of Oscar, Oscars, um, you know, Mark Mangini, we had that great conversation with him and, and we, we bring it up often and it's because it was such a great, just kind of nugget of a moment. And it's that community thing. Absolutely. This is the first time yeah. in a long time that I felt like the Oscars were humble in, in as humble as the Oscars can be giving what it is, um, and respectful and kind of wholesome about the community. Yeah. Uh, from, now I'm not saying everybody had that same rhetoric, but um, Brett no, but Pitts there were some and very Joaquin Phoenix and yeah. uh, even even um, uh, the Parasite director, I, I'm, his name is escaping me right now, but um, he, even he was super respectful. You know, and yeah. you, you mentioned that I wish I could chop this up into five pieces to give it all the directors. And um, yeah, and, you know, there was another thing, too, that I thought was just kind of incredible and maybe 
unfortunate at the same time. And, you know, Natalie Portman, she comes in and she's got this just amazing looking cloak, but it has um, a list of, you know, female directors embroidered on it um, that were not nominated. And I totally, I see where she's coming from. I I get that. Um, And it absolutely sucks that, um, that there was not equal representation, I think in a lot of ways um, this year, I think you can't nominate um, little women for best picture and then not also nominate Greta Gerwig for best direct. Like it just, you know, the, right. or, or writing or whatever. Right. Like there's, there's, there's a, a definitely a give and a take there. And there was some other films by some amazing women um, this last year too. So it, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the progression of all of these kind of just um, being more inclusive. And I think that's super important. Yeah. And, and that was kind also, of why the Grammys. Yeah. Sorry. I cut no, you you're good, man. Yeah. The Grammys fell apart because you know, that whole thing with Neil Portnoy last year. So, you know, his term was up. They, they weren't going to renew it because he made the casual comment of, um, you know, he threw out, it was kind of a challenge like, well, you know, step up in, to be nominated it was like wait hang on yeah so there was cl- you know it and then what from, happened from from overflow of the mouth yeah. the heart speaks and so or from the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks one of those two one of those yeah, yeah. anyway but he uh so they didn't renew his contract and then they put a uh, woman in for to take his place as president for the grammys and then look what happened uh, but but hang on is this the list was two years ago or one year, last year? No, this was last year. And then three weeks before the show, um, she is put on leave oh. because she wasn't a nice person. Now, I'm not talking about this is a situation for women in this position, but she didn't. As a human being. She didn't make a, set a good precedent stepping into that role and, you know, she, you know, you, you come into a scenario where maybe there is that good old boys scenario situation and there's sexism and you've got to deal with, you've got to, you've got to learn where the nuances are and then tactfully figure out how to, let's do this in a way that's going to get it done mm. without blowing the whole thing up and having to like essentially rebuild everything from sure. bottom and maybe, and there's times for that yeah. and there's times yep. for that, but you know, there's, there's something to be said for being very um, strategic and tact tactical about coming into a situation like that, because it's much bigger than you. And I think what happened was, is that she made it about her mm. and another woman another a woman assistant was bringing a, a bunch of allegations against her, which is why she was mm-hmm. um, being put on leave. And then they put in, um, they put in the the acting uh, board of directors chairman f- as the acting president to get the show done. But you know, it's, it's a mess. And um, yeah, three weeks and, before and it. This, and, yeah. and at this point, it probably does need to be blown up and torn down to the ground. And 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 you have that same mentality and that same set of issues that plague the Oscars. Sure. Yep. I'm, you know, and I'm you know as an organization, so it's it's like, um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's got to be, we've, we've got to get everybody an equal opportunity, regardless about what their sex is or what their orientation is or what their color of their skin is. It shouldn't matter. Yeah, totally. If they're putting out something that's great, this guy from Korea puts out this amazing film and look what happens. Right. This is what we need to see more of. Um, and, and giving those people the opportunities, giving Mm -hmm. people the opportunity, you know, like we were just talking about earlier about gear and you can get this amazing piece of gear for less than $3,000 Yep. to shoot a film with. Yeah. It's not going to get your lights, but you know what? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's obviously $3,000 not going to get your full production done, but, um, but that being said, those resources are a lot more available now than they ever have been. Yes. And, um, and so we do need to be mindful of, of tearing down the, um, the barriers of racism, tearing down the barriers of sexism, um, and any kind of judgment and shame and guilting people into, you know, these groups, you know, let's work together. Mm -hmm. Like Joaquin talks about, let's honor people that don't usually get honored. Like Brad talked about. I mean, this is, that's what it's about. So the community. Exactly. Yep. That's a roundabout way of saying it, but there we go. Right. And so the third thing about the show that really just hit me, Eminem, Eminem shows up. You know, there was an it was an honor piece to yeah. music and films, yeah. and he won an Oscar for that, like in two thousand three. Yes, long um, time ago now. But it was just cool to see somebody that's so anti-establishment type of figure mm-hmm. in that space doing that thing, and seeing is Eminem anti-establishment? Well, I mean, he's kind of know, the establishment. Yeah, now, I mean, right? he he re he redefined what the establishment yeah. was. He became the establishment. Um, but, you know, uh, it was... And then just watching these... All the Hollywood people... Yeah. Break character, so to speak, and sure. just totally get into it, which was cool. My favorite moment, though, is uh, when... <laughs> Whoever was the TD, like the technical director, mm-hmm. cuts to um, uh, Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, why am I here in this moment? <laughs> and, like his eyes are, he just hates well, it. And then they cut to Billie Eilish and she yeah. had some facial expressions yeah. too. And um, Which, I forget the was, other actress. Why was Billie Eilish there? I, I don't know. Maybe she I mean, she's going to do, wrote, the, she's wrote, gonna do the James Bond theme. Wrote, wrote some music well, she's gonna or do something? The next, maybe that's why then. Yeah, yeah. she's kind of getting in there early. But I mean, I guess she did just win album of the year for the Grammys. So yeah. whatever. Um, but I guess that's what I was aiming at is they fired the guy from the Grammys, then they brought in the girl, but then, and he said, you know, well, step up. And then a woman wins album of the year yeah. for the Grammys. Yeah. But that's a weird, I don't know, it's such a weird thing because like Taylor Swift is one. Uh, anyways, uh, I digress. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could, we could spend episode after episode after episode, yeah. just going back and forth yeah. on, on, you know, and it, and I and I think people are kind of tired of the award thing, and yeah. and the people that have run the award thing, sure, and who they want to honor and who they don't want to honor. Yeah, and there's so many opinions yeah. to it too, and personal preferences, right. and right. it's it's a mess. But um, I'm sure there's a podcast that talks about um, 
great films by minorities and by my um, women and, and stuff like that. If you know that podcast, uh, at, at us, like let us, yeah, let me know. That, I'd I love would to love, find it. Yeah, listen to it. We're totally, we want to help support yeah. continuing this, this dialogue and continuing to help, you know, un, unwind the, the wrongs that, that we grew up with and, and continue to push to make not just this industry, but the world a better place. Yeah. So I have two movie recommendations. I want to get out of the way real quick before we start talking about birds of prey. Okay. Um, there's this movie that came out last year, um, called ready or not. And basically it's about a, uh, a girl who marries into a family and the family is incredibly wealthy and they, have this board game empire basically. And Oh, they created Jumanji. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean, there is kind of a Jumanji vibe to it, I guess in a lot of ways, but um, the, the whole premise of it is that whoever marries into the family has to draw a card from this box and the card says whatever game they have to play. And then they have to play that game. Necess- they don't necessarily have to win or lose. Um, she of course draws the you know the bad card like the one card that only happens every 30 years or whatever for the oh family oh boy here we go and uh then it turns into a horror movie of course oh shocker right up my alley <laughs> um of course le- zach is recommending yeah. horror movies this movie i wrote down and let me just read it verbatim what an absolute ride fun exciting and well acted humorous moments moments that bring levity to the horror surrounding it uh if you're a fan of evil dead or drag me to hell like sam raimi movies Mm -hmm. this movie is up your alley like it's it's fun horror it's ridiculous horror it's slapstick horror and i didn't expect that going in i was like oh this is probably just going to be like you know another late 2000s horror movie like they've all been and i had so much fun with it and there's a there's actually a moment and you were just a giggly little oh, it was, girl it's pretty funny <laughs> it's pretty funny and my wife was laughing too and uh but there is one moment where i had to actually look through my the fingers in front of my eyes to oh. watch and that is rare wow because it was so gross wow but in like a just like it makes you like you i don't know it's kind of like a roller coaster mm-hmm. you know like you're kind of having fun or you're watching even though you're not totally enjoying it but like a part of you the adrenaline's <laughs> it's there it's like watching the train wreck type uh, of thing yeah it's yeah. kind of like uh-huh. that um but <laughs> man rarely rarely do i ever have to look away from something I had to look away from this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, I didn't look away. I looked through my my fingers like this. Like yeah, that because like, that made it Listeners better. Listeners can't see it, but that made it better. Yeah, because I could block out the part that I didn't necessarily <laughs> want to see. Anyways, if you could see my it. fingers right now, that'd be great. Um, That's an Instagram. Post go watch this movie. It's it's on iTunes. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Like to to rent though. It's not anywhere streaming for free yet. Um, but seek it out. Watch it. It's a great Friday night or Saturday night movie. Watch it. I watched it on a Sunday, but whatever. What's it called again? Ready or not. Ready or not. Here I come. Okay. Ready or not. It's just called ready or not. Ready or not. Actually, there is a song in it. There. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. The next one I want to recommend is Horse Girl. Have you seen the trailer for this? No. Is this some obscure superhero heroine film or <laughs> no, is it's it not. another horror story? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it, it is it is 
No, it's more it's more psychological. I would say uh, psych horrors are yeah. still horrors. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> so it stars it, it stars Allison Brie. Okay, Allison Brie is in it from Glow on Netflix. This is, oh, anyways, yeah. this is uh-huh. on Netflix. Yep. Um, so she's in Glow, and she's also in Community. That's where I first saw her. But um, Duplass Brothers. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all. They did a few. They Sounds always do familiar. these really quirky, weird movies. Yeah, like we need to talk about Kevin and stuff. Like I think it's that movie. I might be wrong on that. Um, really weird brothers that uh, one of them usually acts and the other one directs it, or the other one writes it. Um, the the directing brothers in this one and actually acting for once, so it's a little swap there. But um, it's weird. And it has Molly Shannon in it, which, I mean, I'm sure you remember from Saturday Night Live, yeah. Molly uh-huh, Shannon. Yeah. Uh, she's really good in it. Uh, the premise, I don't even know how to get into. Um, it's this jaded girl who um, is very socially awkward, um, very just kind of, I, I hate the term, but to kind of convey an image, you know, homely. Mm-hmm. Um, and doesn't know what to really do with her life or have you know how to have relationships and she slowly starts going insane wow and it's kind of this like is this for real what is happening like what's real what's not real yeah um and i think i'll just leave it at that because like it it just goes off the deep end and you're questioning it until the very end and then you're like oh wow okay and it's so well done. Like Allison Brie is incredible in it. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. Uh, it's called Horse Girl. Definitely put it on your list. It just came out on Friday. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I loved it. Uh, it was it was the right amount of weird where you're not like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> yeah. But it was uh, it was very enjoyable and it's well done and it's there's some really incredible like set moments set design moments and, okay. and the editing is really interesting mm-hmm. um and then just again the the turns and twists that happen throughout it is is really good so okay definitely recommend it i think it's like maybe two hours it's not it's not a terrible long watch but uh yeah anyways that's about it i've got a couple other things but i'm not gonna get into it because we're at an hour now um you have anything else you want to recommend before um, we get into okay. it okay two things that i've i've watched and then we'll we'll get to the the, the meat of the matter here. Uh, Miss Americana. Oh, I watched this too. Oh, you did? Yeah, my wife wanted to. So yeah, I did. Taylor Swift's doc. Um, actually, I thought it was pretty well done. Uh, just to preface, I'm not a huge fan. Um, You're not a Swifter? I did, I'm did. i not a Swifty or a Swifter. Is that what they're called? I don't know. I just made Swifty that up. Or, I'm not, no, that's a thing. Um, I did take one for the team a number of years ago. My daughter and her friend wanted to go. Took one for the You had fun. I drove four hours oh, north. No, that's taking a team. Yep, that's taking one for the team. Yeah. That's after I drove far. back from Colorado for 12 hours. Then I turn around and drive four more hours. Yeah, so it was. All right. That was, Fair enough. Um, Fair enough, I was Dad. making the sacrifice for the girls, mm-hmm. and and they weren't even going for Taylor Swift. They were going for Sean Mendez because he was opening on that tour anyway. You think Sean Mendez is related to Sam Mendez? I, I don't know. Is, is Sean Mendez, Mendez British? No, he's Canadian. Oh, then probably not. Um, but anyway, uh, super impressed with the production. Super impressed with just the her Are showmanship. Talking about and, the show or the show. Uh, Taylor Swift. The live show or the movie? The live show. Oh, yeah. And 
so I have respect for, sure. for her and what she does for and her sure. work ethic and yeah. um and just you know, I'm like, okay, cool. And the show's amazing, by the way. I would go see it again. Um the document got documentary was was well done. It kind of yeah. followed you know, and it kind of told her story. And I really like the idea of kind of the internal turmoil that she wrestled with yeah. that she talks about in this and it, you know because it personalizes who she is you know because you know big stars like that are so impersonal to so many typically people. you have to be very shut off but you know she's talking about just the growing up that she had to do you know, the Kanye moment, yeah. um, the body dysmorphia that, that she wrestled with, you know, thinking that, and I was like, wow, I would have never guessed that. Right. Um, but, uh, it got a little political and I, and I don't take any stock in the political system as, you know, as we are all know. And, um, so to get that worked up about a particular, candidate or whatever um it kind of took me out of it um but i still respected that she was wrestling with whether or not to take a stand for what she believed in yeah and and how because now now you not only is it just you 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 have influence over millions of fans that's the big takeaway from it i think and so you know you're you're essentially influencing all of them to believe what you believe. Sure. Um, and I don't, and that gets very dicey very quickly. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, look at our current situation was yeah. a similar issue from another perspective. Sure. Um, without getting too political. Yes, this is a political episode. Yeah, I guess it um, is. But yeah. It I, is an election year. <laughs> I kind of, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I think that's important to bring up though because this this movie felt, this documentary, it felt like it came out. As a campaign piece? A little bit. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of that in it towards the end. Now, look, I am in no way saying that uh you know she you know i hate the thing of you're just a celebrity like be a celebrity yeah i mean celebrities have vote too like yeah, you know what i mean sure so it, it, to me that's such a stupid argument like if you're a u.s citizen then yeah sure talk about the u.s policies and, sure. and candidates and whatever i you know that's that is your right and you're able to do that like don't tell somebody to shut up because they're you know famous like it's so stupid anyways um the thing that took me out of it, and, you know, you said getting political took you out of it, but for a different reason, mine was, I felt like it all of a sudden just became about uh, that as opposed to it being about her. I gotcha. Um, yeah. and, and it kind of felt like, oh, well, are we doing, we're going to, we're going to use this as a propaganda piece. It, it, yeah. I kind of yeah. got that vibe from it. Um, I'm, I'm sure that it was maybe intentional, like from her, like she was probably, she probably signed off on it because that's kind of the whole point of the second half of the documentary. Yeah. But what I thought was the more interesting part of it was again. Yeah. Seeing that internal struggle of, I have, you know, 60 million or whatever. I'm sure it's more than 60 million followers on YouTube, on, uh, on, uh, Twitter. Do I start talking politics or do I, vo and, and to me, right. like a lot of that was more interesting than just 
them spending 20 minutes on a bunch of other right. stuff that wasn't right. necessarily right. related to her, but it just had right. to do with a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that, that's kind of what took me out. Cause I was really interested in like all of her history and how she got to where she was. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know any of this. And I, all I knew is that she was this little, you know, like, sorry, little, I mean, in like stature, she was tiny. She was a tiny 16 year old girl that started singing country music and then just blew up. Well, over she was f- a tiny 13 year old girl that, that moved to Tennessee from, right. from, um, Phil- Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and that's, and they moved for, so right. that she could continue to pursue the music thing. So then she blows up and then, you know, she's not country anymore. So it was, it was interesting to see all of that. And then also I had never seen, uh, into that depth of the whole Kanye moment to me, it was just a me, right. you know, I didn't, I yeah. didn't watch the Grammy everybody, or whatever everybody, that was. Everybody booed him. I remember watching it and, yeah. um, and just thought that he was out of his mind and out of his his right to do that right she was like enamored by like hey this is a guy that's done a lot in the music industry right. and is at the top of his game and and yet you know he he kind of had a he made a poor choice in that moment sure and um and so the crowd reacted and she thought they were, they were booing her. <laughs> and I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't either. I was and like, wow, how do you walk? Yeah. And then it goes yeah. into the details of how she thought, you know, like how she changed everything because yeah. of that moment. And she she got much more tenacious and yeah. and she tried a lot harder and had all this, you know, other success afterwards because of that moment. Um, and I think that that's an incredibly powerful thing to, sure. you know, she took something that was so negative and totally use it as fuel sure yeah. um super like inspiring to see that um but then yeah it gets it gets into and i, and I was totally fine with the political stuff. oh this is this is really interesting until it wasn't interesting anymore right, yeah. and it was just like okay i like i get yeah, it you took like, a dive after that yeah and it yeah. and it didn't work like you, you know the the senator didn't get elected that you voiced for and then yeah and and nothing against again and just reiterate nothing against celebrities um or you know, musicians or artists um, voicing their opinion on politics, like totally fine. I just think, from a story perspective and an edit, it just didn't work for me. Right. Once it became more about the politics and less about Taylor Swift. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as the filmmaking goes, like it was fine. Uh, it's it's a very straightforward yeah, documentary. There yep. is no, there is no like ridiculous cinematography to it nothing right. super interesting to yeah look no at, it's, you it's know. really kind of more the learning more about who she is and what make made her tick and yeah that type of thing i think the the thing that really kind of was more interesting to me and it, it's the same thing with the imagineering documentary from disney uh the disney plus series i was like man we live in an age now where at least disney was they were smart enough to capture so much sure on film and everything but her life has been captured in HD since like right. the beginning basically. Right. And so to see all this old footage and things of when she was really young, but it's in a nice enough quality. Where right. Yeah. It's, it's just, <laughs> we're, it was like seven twenty. <laughs> right. We're getting to an age now where it's like documentaries 
are going to be even, s- so crisp. Even cell phone footage yeah. now is right. 4K. So everything's yeah. going to be crispy whenever we're watching documentaries, and I'm going to be longing for some documentary at about 1920s it, people. Well, that it's way the I can, editor. Yeah. The editor's going to be working hard to make right. it look old. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this was shot in 2007. How do I make it look like crap? Well, um, you can't. Because yeah. it was shot well, we in got, HD. Actually, that's a great idea for a whole set of plugins. Oh, the old retro yeah, video re- plugins. Retro, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's a. I thousand mean, there's. There. I mean, there's a bunch of the VHS ones yeah. and stuff like that. But all right. Well, besides that, what else did you watch? Okay. You know how much I love cars. Here we go. Oh, and I had something. Sorry, you just reminded me <laughs> of a fever dream I had before the movie. We'll talk about it before the movie. Um, Ford GT. The return. Oh yeah. The return to Le Mans YouTube t- twenty sixteen YouTube documentary. Yeah. Um it was fun. It was I I, I mean I, obviously Ford versus Ferrari walked away last night with a couple of wins and um sound design being one of them. Um Yeah. And I forget what the other one was for. Do you remember? Uh it, uh, uh, co- uh costumes, I think. Costume design. But anyway, so that whole story kind of reignited the whole car passion. And yeah. so um, the return basically was a 50-year anniversary of the Le Mans Ford beating yeah. Ferrari. 66 to So it was 2016. Yeah. And I didn't watch that. And I didn't know that before watching the doc. And so, oh, okay. And the documentary shows you know, kind of the process and the team and the people at Ford and their design and just kind of the whole thing and re reimagining the Ford GT, redeveloping it, re-releasing it. Um, and all the failures they, cause they were like, Oh, we're going to, you know, they made this huge absurd proclamation that we're going to win the 50 year anniversary. Like that's that's their goal. That's what they're. Well, that's what the do. absurd proclamation was fifty years earlier. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But it, they didn't do it. They didn't do it fifty years earlier. It sure. took them three tries. Yeah. And it was on the third year where they came in that historic. I one, guess. Yeah. That's that's the true. Podium one two three finish. Um. They brought four cars. They documented the the whole. There's like seven or eight races in that series. And they just document bringing the, I mean, they brought the best drivers on the planet on to their team. Sure. And, I mean, it was. Yeah, money was no object. Clearly. Um, but shot well, interesting. It was shot well. It was interesting. There was, um, the storytelling was pretty good. Um, and so I wrote a bunch of notes on it. The cinematography was they had four different cinematographers on this. Yeah, you told me this, and then one of the names I was blown away by. Yep. So it was directed by Eric Joyner, um, edited by Derek Boonstra. And Boonstra has a long list of docs and TV stuff that he's done, and it was written by the two of them. Okay. Um, so cinematography was Eric Joyner, who is a two-time Emmy, Emmy winner for clouds over cuba um also oh, yeah f- and also founded um tool of north america which is a creative production company cool okay um robert richardson this one's weird robert richardson three-time 
Oscar winner for cinematography for yeah. JFK Aviator and Hugo. Yeah, he must in have not been in addition to a laundry list of other films. Right. That everybody knows including one Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Basically every Tarantino yeah. movie since um, Reservoir Dogs. And then Jordan Valenti which um, has come up kind of behind the line as a gaffer, an electrician and a lighting tech. Yeah, I wonder cool. if him and, and Richardson had a connection there, maybe. Um, and then uh, Aeon Vel- Veli, um, which there wasn't a lot of info there, but it was just, it was well done. It was cool. I went along for the ride, no yeah. pun intended. The car is beautiful, amazing. Um, and and to, to go along that ride watching all the failures along the way um, and for them to pull it off. They had a one, one, three in seven or eight finish. Right. Um, one of the cars ended up out. They had, a, it didn't finish at all. Um, and the, the chairman of Ford development was, his name's Raj something, and he was like, this is why I brought four cars. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's like, I got four chances to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was cool. It's on YouTube. It's free to watch. Uh, so I highly, if you're into cars, if you're into racing. Um, I wonder if, if it's included on the Ford Ferrari Blu-ray. Uh, that's a good question. Did it come out in 2016? Or uh, it, no. It came out last year. It, yeah, it came out... 2019, I believe. 2018 oh, wow. okay. or 2019. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, I think it's about time we get to it, though. It is, man. This has been... we've. Yeah, we're going to spend much less time talking about this than everything else we just talked about, but that's fine. Well, okay. So, I didn't have any inkling to want to go see this movie. I went to this movie because you said... We have to do this Let's movie. go Birds of Prey. And I was like, okay, because yeah, I, I, I just care. do whatever you say, basically. Okay, look. <laughs> you made me see Venom. I did make you see Venom. And I think I actually have some credits to make you see some other stuff because I think we're out of balance here. I think Excuse you've made me, me see more stuff. More bad things? That I didn't want to see. Um, it is not necessarily bad. Well, that's not how it works. You only build a you, credit if no. you see a movie that sucks that I told you to go see. That's how this works. And okay. Venom was if Venom I was worth five see, movies. Oh no, we don't. No, oh, no, at least okay. two. All right, let's at get to it. Two. Let's get. Let's wrap this thing All right. up. Birds <laughs> of prey. Don't bother. Wait for it Whoa. on stream. Oh, <laughs> oh, hot take. Um, wow, really? Didn't care for it. I mean, it was okay. I didn't have any expectations walking into it. Fair enough. Um, Suicide Squad sucked. Su- it was Suicide Squad Part 2. Basically, it, you know, it was... I think the girl power thing was overdone. Whoa, really? Yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm i I'm fine with girl I power. I have a total great. opposite total, reaction to you. Yeah, I... I liked when she was when she broke the dude's legs in the club and and I mean just because she's so like out there, she pretty much did a great job embodying in the embodiment of that character. Um, and then there was that oh when the when the leg went the other way and the, the only scene you cared about. I mean, I was 
I could, I was, I was right in it. I didn't really, I could have waited for Netflix. Wow. Uh, totally disagree. Wow. Uh, this movie is not girl powery at all. I don't think that's kind of how it came across. It, it, it definitely came across to me as if you switched out any of the characters for men, it would work the same. I, I and I wouldn't care for it then. Well, either. that's not the I'm point not, I'm like, trying to make. The yeah. point I'm trying to make is that like, if you're, if you're trying to create equal characters or, um, inclusion, the characters that you're writing shouldn't matter what their gender is. They should just be interested. Yeah. And I'm not, and so don't misunderstand what I'm I'm saying. saying. Yeah, I know. Because I'm not against that. I'm not against that idea. You just were, didn't, you didn't care at all. It didn't, it like, yeah, the, 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 yeah, it just didn't, like the characters coming together and the way they did, I'm, I'm kind of, I was, I was like, meh, it just, I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it it was you know it was entertaining. If it, you want to go see a movie and unplug and just be entertained and you know, but it uh, you know it 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 didn't take me out of the oh I'm I'm th- I'm sitting there behind the line you know watching it you know with all the stuff so there was nothing that really took me out of. You, you weren't engaged. I, I wasn't 100% engaged. Well, I guess that makes sense. I mean, you're not really the target audience for this I'm movie. I'm not. I'm an old 50-year-old, you know, and yeah. so <laughs> it's not, it's not my, and, and I didn't, and I didn't, I, and it's DC. D, DC's got to make, you've got to make a, you, okay, you got to bring I, in Chris I, Nolan, and you uh, got to and you got to do a Dark Knight, geez. or you got to do a Wonder Woman. Get over Christopher Nolan and Dark Knight. It was fifteen years ago, and it was fantastic. And I'll rewatch Move. it ten more times. Yeah, and that's great, and that's fine. But not everything has to be that. That's true. It doesn't. I mean, look at where look at Iron Man and okay, Endgame. Totally different tonal movies. Completely okay. And so the DC thing, I'm not a hundred percent against DC, except they just it. The whole opening credit scene seemed to me like a ripoff idea from Marvel. And I'm talking about all the characters as they're flying through all the characters and stuff. And of course, it's a universe and, they've, and they're trying to... But oh, it was you mean just, the DC logo at the beginning? Yeah. The, like right from the get-go, I'm like, oh, come on, dude, skip that. Don't try... <laughs> I can't believe I'm the one... You're championing for DC a DC movie, movie right yeah. now. Um, I I had a lot of fun with this movie. I totally disagree with your girl power statement. Okay, and yeah, here, that's here's, a wrong here's, thing. Here's though. why. Here's why. And I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not throwing shade. I don't I, I understand want that. you to say that I'm throwing shade on girl power because that's exactly the opposite of what I was just talking about when we were talking about <laughs> all these other you're, things. You're right. You hypocrite. And, that, and, <laughs> and that's not the point I was making. Yeah. It was it was how it resonated, and it it just didn't work for me. It just wasn't. I'm like, to me, it was so much a kind of realistic. Okay, I mean, (laughs) hang on, hang on. Let me finish my thought. Let me finish my thought. And and you're adding me is realistic. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say a realistic depiction of dialogue between 
women. Okay. To yeah. me, that's how it came. It did not come I, across. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not a woman, well, so I couldn't tell you if that's realistic or fair not. Fair enough. But what I'm trying to say is it did not feel like a movie about women written by men. No. Because it wasn't. No. It was a movie written by a woman. Right. And directed by a woman also. Yep. And Which is cool. And I'm produced totally by women. Margot Robbie produced it. on that, yeah. Um, and to me, that's where I felt like the strength of it was, mm -hmm. is it was not this like pandering girl power thing, which I kind of got a little bit of in um, uh, like Captain Marvel feels a little bit that way where it's kind of like down with the patriarchy a little bit. Yeah. But um, as much as I still like Captain Marvel, I think it's a pretty fun movie. Um, this to me felt a lot more. And like I said, you could swap all the characters with a different gender and it would be fine. Like it would still work to me. I don't think any I, of them. It, it wouldn't work for me either way. I don't think that's because you just weren't engaged at all. I wasn't. Yeah. And that's, that was that's fine. Really the you big just, deal. you just straight up didn't like the movie. I, in well, general. I wanted to like it. That was the thing is I really wanted to like it. I wanted to, um, you know, and I thought there was some very witty dialogue. I thought they, uh, um, uh, Marco Robbie did a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, and whoever the writer was in writing some of her scenes, Kathy Yang, yeah. Because she did have a PhD in psychology, so she was she was right. witty and she was able to read people, and and so, and that spilled into some of the dialogue and some of her behavior. Sorry, Christina Hodson wrote it, Kathy, Yen which I thought was great. Directed. I thought I, I thought those oh, those were some great elements. Um, some of the fight scenes were choreographed well. Um, oh, she wrote Bumblebee too. Sorry. Oh. Well, there you go. I had a lot of fun with that movie, too. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah, it it hit me right. Uh, and I don't know if it's because the bar is so low with the DC movies, you know? And, uh, okay. Yeah, and, I'll give you that. I think it was more of like a, a pleasant surprise, like a pleasant two and a half hours of my life, you know, as opposed to... And it wasn't to, even two and a half. No, it's it's pretty short. It's, like it's less than two, right? It's... it's uh, like at one and forty or one thirty eight, one forty nine with credits. Okay. Yeah. Now the trailers were thirty minutes long. I was late to the movie twenty minutes, and I got there, and the tenant trailer was playing. Wow. Thirty. I mean, I you was get, stoked. I was glad that you, I didn't miss has, any. You have to be late to movie. <laughs> That's a. That is a. It was a, it was a long, no -no. busy weekend. Okay, but here's it, and here's another thing that that you I saw it on a Monday. I did in a big theater, like almost by myself. Yeah, there was one that's other couple in there. About. It was it was great. It was great. I got yeah, to go it was in great there for you, there. not great for the movie. <laughs> um, I, I I did think there was some witty dialogue. I thought there was some good fight choreographed um, choreography. Choreography. Thank you. Um, Ewan McGregor. Oh, he's so good. What? He's so good. What the what? Yeah, before we get and, into any spoilers or anything, let's talk about that. Okay, I, I was, I, and I hadn't, I, like I said, I had no desire to see it, and then he pops on the screen, and I'm like, Obi-Wan? Is that you? Oh, my gosh. I literally had to look it up. I while You didn't realize it was him? I, I mean, I did, but I'm like, wait, are you kidding me right now? Did you not see and, a trailer for this movie? I didn't. I oh. didn't see a trailer for the movie. Well, that explains a lot. Um, yeah, Ewan McGregor is absolutely a joy he, in this. He, yeah, because he just... He's quirky. I don't want... Yeah, I don't want... We're not in spoilers, so I'm I'm trying to keep it... I'm trying to reel it in. 
I did enjoy um, some of his acting in that. Um, wow, that's real generic. It was avoiding generic. spoilers. Well, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm well, like, <laughs> there's a scene that doesn't give anything away where he's talking to Black Canary and he's in like his loft and he's got all the like the museum pieces like yeah. the um, from around the world. Yeah, and he, he uh, he's just talking about things like, "Ew, that's gross." Like he's just he's yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The snot bubble. Yeah, and then well, that that's another scene too. But the the germaphobe aspect of it, and then where he's just an absolute loose cannon. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor, I think the thing that, and it's the same thing with Shazam. Like when we went and saw Shazam, I felt it too. Even Wonder Woman. Um, these movies, at least those three that I mentioned, uh, you know, Birds of Prey included, they feel like everyone's having fun on set. Oh, yeah. You, as you opposed got the to like, that, that was the case. Yeah. Like we're at a job, we're working, right. which was Batman and Superman, Batman right. v Superman, right. and, and everything else. Like, these definitely feel like they're filmmakers, they're buddies, they're everybody's having a fun time on set and yeah. they're doing whatever. Um, not to mention the aesthetic of the movie is really fun too. Lots of color. Yes, the cut co- yeah, the color, the color grading, the choices yeah. of the costumes with the color and the coloring. I you know, I think it lands well. I mean, it was very it was it was very reminiscent of Joker. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. not to that degree. Sure, this is but, the neon but, version. Yeah. Of yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, it's the. I think what the the root of it for me is the antihero thing. So they're the the heroes are antiheroes essentially. Yeah, right. They're they're the bad guys doing and fighting good. fighting other bad guys. Sure. So does that make them good? You know, yeah. it's. And you're more of a Captain America guy, yeah, you know, you know, I mean, I do like a little, you know, egotistical philanthropist, you know, because I'm more Iron Man than He's I am. He's dead, Jim. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but he was also just a real guy. That's true. That yeah. innovated and he wasn't like juicing Captain fans. Whoa. Shots fired on <laughs> Captain Mar- Captain America fans. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, the antihero thing. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what DC's trying to make yeah. a whole mark of. But yeah. uh, let's talk about the box office real quick before we get into spoilers. This movie's not doing well at all. It's not. My theater it's was not. pretty empty. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an eighty percent. Yeah, um, I think it's totally it fine. Like ninety-eight it's, million for production. Yeah, around ninety-eight. Cost, I think yeah. so. That means it's a probably around two hundred million after marketing. Yeah, and maybe a little less than that. You know, one eighty or something like that. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, it's just. It's strange that this movie, I guess maybe, you know, Harley Quinn didn't have the the fan base that they thought, no. or maybe people are waiting until after it comes out because they've been burned so many times before by DC. Yeah. So maybe this movie will do better in its second week. I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. it's, it's kind of, I think it's, I think it's unfortunate because what it's going to potentially do is it's going to send the wrong message back to DC again and Warner brothers and be like, well, back to the well again. Here we are. And it's like, that's not the right mess because to me, like this movie, I know you didn't enjoy it, but there is a lot of things done right. 
I yeah. think with this movie, you yeah. know, tone wise, it it has a distinct tone from beginning to end. It knows what the vibe of it is for sure. Yeah, it's a coherent story, and that, even despite the bouncing of the timeline, right, which I thought was creatively done. That was the other thing that it I didn't really take enjoyed. me out of it. It didn't, and the, and the, it was cohesive. The they dropped you in the middle of the story, which foreshadowed yes, the the pre something else, the pre moments, yes, like the pre story. Right. The backstory. Yeah. I'm really curious. And, and it was just like four minutes earlier. And then it sure. was like, oh, and then 10 days earlier yeah. or two weeks or whatever it was. But the way the way it was done. It's a little Tarantino-esque. It was Tarantino-esque. Yeah. And it gave me that vibe. And I thought, okay, cool. That was, that was cre- again, it was, that's edit room. Sure. And in, in, in behind the line perspective. And not that every movie has to take me out of that. And it's hard yeah. to do. But um, I think you bring up a good point, though, is that it felt like it was something that was planned from the beginning to yeah. go that route, yeah, and not something that was just done in the edit to salvage the movie. No, not which at is all. what. No, the, it was intentional. The and first it Suicide Squad feels like that. Sure, like yeah. the edit of that movie. Well, is and there were some reshoots yeah, on that right. one, and you know, this didn't feel like they did, a bu- and they maybe have, but yeah. it didn't feel like they had to do a bunch of reshoots. No. Um, it all felt very intentional, um, you know, story aside or character, uh, you know, aside, uh, if that didn't hit you right, that's fine. But, um, I think for one, one thing that DC has been doing, um, they did wonder woman correctly. I thought, you know, as, as yeah. generic as that story kind of was, um, it was basically, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger storyline pretty much. Yep. Um, but it was done pretty well it was and then shazam another straightforward story but done really well i thought um and then this another straightforward story but done really well i mean agree to disagree that's fine but i'm not gonna say it wasn't done it wasn't done well i think there's very there's elements of it that i've thought were done really well um it just you know for me as a was i entertained by it sure um would I recommend people to go out and spend 20 bucks to go see it? No, I wouldn't. Sure. I mean, not that I don't like it. I I would encourage people. I'm like, I'll wait for, wait for it on Netflix or wait for the stream. Not something that you want people running another house to go see. Right. Okay. That's fair. I, you know, if, if we're going to categorize it that way, I'm probably in the same boat. You know, I don't think it's something that needs to be seen in the theater or anything like that. Um, you could wait. Um, but I, but I guess what I'm getting at is it's a solid movie. Like it it's, is. it's fine. Like it's, it's totally fine. It's fine. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> he just said it was fine. It's fine. Just, it's fine. It's there's, fine. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it that totally ruins it for me. Um, no. except for one thing and let's do that now. Let's get to spoilers. Spo- okay. Here's the spoiler alert. Boop, boop, boop. Spoilers ahead. If you intend to see birds of prey, the emancipation of Harlequin and, have not done so pause this episode on this podcast go to your nearest theater and buy a ticket watch that movie and then immediately come back to your phone and finish the rest of this podcast there are spoilers for this movie ahead you have now been warned whoop, whoop, whoop. okay um so the comic lore and then even like video games and injustice video game and stuff like that. Um, black mask, who is Ewan McGregor's character in this is 
really a cool character like very cool it's a little he's a little crazier in the comics than he was in this which is saying something because he's pretty crazy in this right because he's competing with the joker operating in his shadow yeah you know that type of thing yeah and he's got he's got family issues and like he's always trying to live up to the shadow of somebody else uh but i am so annoyed with dc constantly killing off the villain at the end of the movie yeah and black panther did this too and I'm just tired of it. Well, and did, especially did, this character because Black Mask is so did they cool. Know, is Killmonger really dead? I don't know. And it, that whatever. <laughs> that I don't want to talk about that. They kill Black Mask in this. Oh, straight up. Oh my gosh, they blow him in half. He's clearly dead. Yeah. And but I did enjoy the foreshadowing of that moment. Sure. There's a lot of build up yeah. that pays off. Yeah. I, yeah the story. There, were, there was a good. There was a good is good. cut. And it was just long enough to where you you you're like, oh well, she didn't use the grenade. Yeah, yeah. And then and then they're having this moment, <laughs> and then I took your I took your ring. Yeah, and then he blows in half. Yeah, uh, I mean we are in spoilers. Yeah, so we're in spoilers. I, I like right. Yeah, he goes into but, the goes into the but river. The setup was great. The setup was the pretty setup good. Was great. They're pulling all the weapons out of the. Out I just of the box. wish. I mean, Ewan McGregor is such a great character, like actor. Yeah, and that's such yeah. a great character that I had so much fun with. I would have loved to have seen him again. He's got Obi Wan <sighs> responsibilities. I mean, we'll see. I guess I don't know <laughs> if that's going to happen with how things are going over there in Star Wars land. Yeah, um, but I just wish they wouldn't have killed him off. Yeah, um, that and um, the Black Canary voice effect uh, looked pretty CW to me. Yeah, I didn't it care did. for it. CW. <laughs> <laughs> it, it did. It did. It could have. It could have done something and else. And that was the them. other part of it, right? So they're 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 supposed to be super. Okay, so they're antiheroes, but they have superhero. Well, one does powers. Yeah. And, and yet they're not, it just felt like, well, we're, there, there wasn't really anything magical about, you know, it was just, there was just that, mm, I I don't know. Um, I don't know what it is. That's what pixie dust is missing there. You want, yeah, something you you like your superhero movies to have superpowers. Is that what you're getting at? I mean, you know. I mean, I'm a Marvel guy, and there's marvelous magic in the Marvel universe. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, at least in the movies that have been released so far. Um, you know, a lot of the DC stuff, I mean, if you look And it at- doesn't have to be believable. I'm not talking about, oh, that would never happen, or, you know, this is totally out of place. Yeah. Because, we're ta- again, we're Com- talking about movies. Right. We're, and we're talking about a comic book movie on top of that. Yeah. So... You're, there's another layer of yeah. unbelievability. It's a double entendre, and and uh, and and yet you do see human moments in those characters, and that's cool. And that you know that's that's that that magic sauce that endears the audience. But I think the reason why it falls flat for me is is that 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 magic sauce just wasn't spicy enough. Needs a hotter sauce. Yeah, it needs some. Man, put some jalapeno up sauce. in there. Uh, you yeah. guys need I mean, to visit the hot ones. Oh my god! And then it would have. By the way, go to my Instagram. Uh, <laughs> what what do they call that spotlight or what? Are, what's the highlights? Yeah. Uh, and and watch my face after I eat a. Uh, I saw the chip the thing. The triple X hot ones hot sauce. You did get the hot ones triple X. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh, my mouth was maybe on maybe fire. we do maybe we do a 
Um, and I barely hot, had any. Let's do a Hot Ones Triple X versus. No. Dude, versus the Reaper chip. I'm pretty sure Reaper's in it. Like, well, the Reaper pepper is probably what they make in that hot sauce. I think but the, so. The re, you know the Reaper chip that yeah, I'm talking about? I'm not doing that. Dude. I'm not doing we, that. I bet you. There's a thousand other videos on YouTube <laughs> that have done it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, but not on the podcast. All right, whatever. I'm not going to talk. <laughs> I'm going to be like, so we saw a movie. I can't. I can't. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm so sweaty. Uh, it actually does, but does Mar- alter your does body Margot temperature. Margot Robbie, like, she go to, I wonder if she did a Hot Ones. She did. She did. Cool. Yeah. I got to go watch go that. Go watch that. Yeah. Um, Shout out to the Hot Ones. Yep. If you're oh. not familiar, they're on YouTube. There's a podcast. Go check it out. There's a podcast? Yeah. There's a Hot Ones podcast? I think so. Weird. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. I was going to say something. <laughs> boop, now I can't boop, remember. Because you were talking about the chip. So yeah, check out my highlight story for pain. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there was a couple of things like when they show up at the pier at the amusement park and they don't don't just run in there with machine guns and shoot them all. Like I was talking to my wife about this, and it's the it's the superhero problem in the DC universe. You, you bring that up they a, need to monologue. Well, no, no, no. Well, yeah, there is that. And I that's mean, that just was that tradition. was that was what's his name? Uh, not synergy. Um, Oh, Sinestro? No, from, no Sinestro's uh, uh, Green Lantern. From, uh, yeah, Incredibles. Incredibles, yeah. I know. Where he monologues and yeah. he gets in trouble for right. monologuing. Same idea. But I'm just... This is the problem that DC movies have. Marvel movies don't necessarily have this, this problem. This is a problem, well, <laughs> not uh, the problem. I know. But hear me out. So Marvel movies, everyone... You brought up the point that everyone's kind of a superhero in the Marvel movies. Everyone kind of has some sort of a superpower. They're extra human. Like... No one is just a normal dude in the Marvel universe. Right, yeah. Well, except Falcon. I guess we'll see how that turns out for him uh, in a couple of months. He's going to get some juice. Yeah. They're going to, like, you, you, you can't even throw the I shield. Oh, by the way, I had those release dates wrong for that. I guess Winter Soldier and the Falcon are in August, and uh, the other one's in, in December, and then uh, Loki's 21. But Yeah, we got to wait even longer. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> But that's the DC. The, one of the DC problems is that you've now introduced Wonder Woman, uh, you know, um, Superman, all of these quote unquote gods. Right. What do you do with your normal human being characters now? How do you put them in situations where you're not just like, well, just have her scream and kill all the guys at once? Like, so to me, it's a it's an unfortunate circumstance that they didn't just write it to where like the, one of the bad guys in, in a real, yeah, she doesn't scream earlier. No, she doesn't. No, I know. Oh yeah. But well, I'm saying, well, they, I'm I, saying I, I she did, doesn't, she has, she knows she has this thing and she doesn't, she, they're in a, they explain that. I No, I, I I'm going to, I'm going to give this a pass because, because they, they she doesn't want to hurt the other people that she's the girls she's fighting no, with. Would you shut up? <laughs> no, Get faster. They sh- well, you're not letting me, you're interrupting. Uh, no, they, they show that she can't do it because she passes out from all the energy oh, that she expenses yeah, yeah. after she does it once. Right. That's why she doesn't do it all the time. You dirk. No, I mean, not all the time, but she could have done like a little half scream. And I don't know how it works. You guys out. I don't know how it works. I don't know. Maybe it's all or nothing. You don't know. Maybe. Anyways, that's the unfortunate world. Like the unfortunate corner that DC movies have been backed into now is if you have Harley Quinn, who is essentially a human, like just a normal human being, Huntress, that uh, that little girl, 
they're all just human beings that a bullet can kill. They're not Superman. How do you write a story now that puts them in a situation that isn't just super villain with superpowers kills Harley Quinn instantly? And I think that's a part of the problem that I have with this movie is like when they're in the amusement park on the pier, why didn't they just send all, in, in a real world in like situation, the gang members would have walked in there with machine guns and just blew them away. Yeah. But you had to write it to where they only like walked the in there with melee. Yeah. Or they had to write it where they just had melee weapons and then they had the fight scene and that's what happens. So to me, it's like that, that those little things take me out of it. Yeah. Because I'm like, this would this isn't why, why would you, I mean, bullets are cheap. Right. You know what I mean? Like in a, in a gangster's eye, like he would just send them all in with machine guns. And then it only further proves my point when they come back outside and they get shot up like, and, and I'm like, Oh, well, why didn't you just do that to begin with? Instead of sending 20 guys in there to die. Right. Uh, you should have just shot them all to begin, you know, right. or, or blew the building and that, up. And that, and that fight choreography wasn't even that interesting. The, I agree. The better fight choreography was in the police. That is awesome. That was fantastic with the with the yeah. confetti. Yes, <laughs> that's the best scene in the whole movie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is so. I mean, it was comic book, right? It was what you read comic books for, and that whole just the color of the smoke it bombs was so going off in the and comic. It was yeah. cartoony, it was and great. it was great. It was, and 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 the fight scenes that when she was wrapping around the arm and then comes around and sweeps out the yeah. knee. And I mean, it was creative. And the sprinklers are going off. Yeah. And everything. I was yeah. like, okay, this is, I'm like, all right. It's yeah. really good. The, the only, the only problem I had with, and it's, it's the same thing is you're, you're now you're having to write human characters in a superhero world is it was, it just kind of seemed like Harley Quinn versus 20 guys. Okay. Next scene. Talk for a little bit. Harley Quinn versus 20 guy. Like it just was the same after like the third group fight. Yeah. I was like, okay. All right. What's like, what's the end game here? Yeah. What's the final? Well, it's all three of all four of them versus 20 guys. Right. You know, I just, I wanted something else with that. I mean, the police precinct scene is incredible. Yeah. And that, 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 everything else that after pro- that, that was the is highlight. Boring. Right. Like every other fight scene after that is really boring because you've already seen it two times before by that, after that point. Right. And, and it's just like, okay, you know, I, I get it. But again, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going in circles here, but you just, you've now DC's in a corner with these characters. They don't know what to do. Um, I think that's kind of why the suicide squad movie from uh, James Gunn is going to be interesting because it does deal with, people with superpowers yeah so i think you're going to be able to introduce different things there um but yeah i mean i don't know i I don't know how you fix this issue maybe you don't you know because it's still just a it's a it's a person with a baseball bat and that's like all they have and so what do you know what other villains do you write for that they can't just walk up and shoot her in the face yeah um it's hard to do and i think for the most part this is a really fun ride of a movie um that I would recommend seeing at your convenience, not yeah. necessarily yeah. going out of your if way. If it was five dollar Tuesday, yeah, $5, there you go. go Grab go it. To, go to five dollar Tuesday. Grab it. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. a date. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Spend ten bucks, and then yeah. spend fifty bucks on popcorn. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> well, Eric, I think that about wraps it up. I think so. I think so. You want to close this out? Or nah. I'm sad now. 
Oh, Eric's sad now. <laughs> Why are you so sad? I just wanted it to be better. I like really did want it to be better. Yeah. Like, I'm, it's, yeah. Maybe my expectations were so low that I'm like blown away. <laughs> I did, yeah, like, and I didn't have any expectations. Yeah. So, um, and I, you know, the parts that worked worked and they were great. And there's parts that didn't. And it just, and the parts that didn't for me just took me out of it. And sure. But anyway, um, yeah. Wow. Not I, what I, a way to end the episode. <laughs> Put a little pep in your step. <laughs> I know. As I we should, tell I people should. to go follow our social media. That's here. right. Anyway, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for spending some time and listening to Zach and I ramble about film and gear and, and principles. There's some good stuff in there. And this is the politics episode. There's, there's some good stuff in there besides the politics. Yeah, besides the politics. Yeah. All this stuff prior to talking to birds of prey. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. It's all good. Anyway, um, you can find Zach on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Abbott and do follow him. It's quite entertaining. Um, and watch his highlight from the, <laughs> yeah. the hot chip, it triple was hot. X hot ones. It was hot. I, I, I'm going to go back and watch it again. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at Eric Thurston. You can find the Easy Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and your favorite streaming platform at The Easy Podcast. You can find us on YouTube, tw- Twitter. Oh, and you didn't already do that. My bad. You can Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're so eager to throw YouTube in there. Oh, well, cool. I'm excited for that from you, the bin. I know. From the bin. Well, let's is, get there. It's cool. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the easy podcast you can find us on youtube at the easy podcast show and if you have any questions comments concerns complaints send those to zach at the easy podcast show at gmail.com totally threw you off yeah you did (laughs) that's the easy podcast show mouthing it while i'm doing it and i'm like I was like the the scene in, in Total Recall with where where the, the oxygen's running out, out and yeah. he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope my eyes didn't look like that. Oh, they did. Guys, thank you so much for listening and uh, You're welcome, man. <laughs> get out of here. Go All right, home. I'm gonna go. Now. All right, go home. Go home. Podcast is over. Bye. Bye. Bye.